Blog Talk Radio. But Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama? Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up, for the most part, of the nation's losers? Free enterprise can do a better job producing the things that people need, then government can. Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people. Iran, Cuba, Venezuela... These countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. Bring myself in the American flag. Never give up the freedom my pop fought for us to have. Never give it back. Same with the gas. You can never take that. 
on this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. Prices going higher and higher. Ask George Bush's best friend, Big Oil. Big Oil Oil kept U.S. oil reserves in Anwar off limits by paying off the caribou lobby. And who conspired to keep new refineries from being built in the U.S.? Big Oil. And why is Ted Kennedy opposing windmills in Nantucket Sound? Big Oil. And who, in 1979, along with the Cardigan Sweater Cartel, made sure that Iran would always be run by unstable lunatics? Big Oil. Big Oil did all this to make unbelievable profits of nine cents per gallon. So get angry at George Bush and Big Oil and ignore anything the Democrats have ever done to get us in this mess. Paid for by George Soros and other futures trading friends of Hillary Rodham Clinton. When we do Internet Talk Radio, we receive support from a great many areas. We have listener support, of course, and some who help with the promoting. One group that often goes unrecognized are the wives of Internet Talk Radio hosts. They are the ones who tolerate our dalliances and the time we invest in our hobbies. Well, this is one way we can properly recognize those who are closest to us by broadcasting their sincere sentiments regarding our passions. Are you going to stay up all night? You're a family, you know. You're always at that computer. How much money do you make doing that dumbass radio show? You're not the only ones who live there, you know. You better come and eat. I'm not bringing it in there. If you haven't been listening to Socialism is not... Oops. 
<laughs> all right. Good evening, folks. <clears throat> good evening and ready for – I hope you're all ready for another blockbuster one hour, well, 48 minutes and 41 seconds of Dr. C. Robert Jones and his Tom Fooler <laughs> Tom Foolery? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, you know – well, let's let's just go ahead and kick it off right. Today's date. Yeah, today's date is April 17th, 2012. I'm here in beautiful old town Alexandria looking across my palatial villa across the Potomac at the Watergate Hotel. I can see it from here. It's a very nice night. It's nice and balmy here. It's actually quite warm. And uh, it's 2012, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And once again, I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, and welcome to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. And people say, well, what uh, kind of doctor are you? Are you a medical doctor? No, I, I hold a Ph.D., compliments of the United States government after 30 years of faithful Long-standing service to the United States Marine Corps. I was able to um, get an education after joining the Marine Corps without even a high school diploma. And I joined the Marine Corps in my third year of high school. wasn't expected to be called until after graduation. And um, I was called in uh, in March of uh, 1979, and I just said, hey, I'm gone. I'm out. And I left. And uh, so I was pretty much a high school dropout. And uh, I was able to come back, uh, and uh, it was uh, deemed by the uh, principal that I had enough credits to uh, go ahead and graduate. And uh, all I needed to do was take a couple of courses and uh, did that, and I received my diploma. I didn't get a chance to walk with my class or go to prom or anything like that, but I was a United States Marine, and I had my diploma at the end, and uh, the rest is pretty much history. I'd like to turn the attention away from me right now and talk about a couple things. Did anyone um did anyone get the word about uh Louis Farrakhan and his remarks regarding certain leaders being assassinated? Certain leaders probably getting a bit too big for their britches and uh how, you know, they might need to be taken down a peg or two. But in this case he means murder, assassination. Now, I want to turn your attention to Louis Farrakhan talking about the assassination of Malcolm X. And then we'll get to the point where we think he may be referring to Obama as a target for assassination. And you'd be the judge. And you let me know whether or not you think that what you gather from what I'm about to put on display is tantamount to Louis Farrakhan calling Obama out and targeting him for assassination. Take a listen. Tonight, a new documentary is raising questions about the assassination of Malcolm X. A new documentary is called Brother Minister, the assassination of El Haj Malik Shabazz Malcolm X. And in it is contained passages from a speech by Louis Farrakhan. And here is one excerpt. What did you say about? Did you teach Malcolm? Did you make Malcolm? Did you clean up Malcolm? Did you put Malcolm out before the world? Was Malcolm your traitor or was he out? And if we dealt with him like a nation deals with a traitor, what the hell business is it of yours? That was 1993. Really? Uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Mm. On Savior's Day, I believe. I see. Tonight, the Nation of Islam is reacting with anger to allegations that have put its leader under fire. Those sensational charges are in a story we told you about exclusively on News 4 New York last night. The widow of Malcolm X is accusing Louis Farrakhan of involvement in Malcolm's assassination. 
I'm Kurt Loder with MTV News. The controversy surrounding Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan grew even more heated this weekend when Betty Shabazz, the widow of the slain Nation of Islam defector Malcolm X, implicated Farrakhan in her husband's assassination. It happened on an NBC Sunday morning show called News Forum when reporter Gabe Pressman showed Shabazz this video clip from an as-yet-unreleased documentary of Farrakhan addressing a closed-door meeting of his followers in 1993. Was Malcolm your traitor or was he out? Do I think that Louis Farrakhan had... Of course, uh, yes, yes. I mean, um, it was um, a matter of, um, it was a badge of honor. I mean, nobody kept it a secret. It was, it was a badge of honor. Everybody talked about it. There was no love lost between Malcolm X and Louis Farrakhan, the current leader of the Nation of Islam, but now the widow of Malcolm X has made a stunning allegation that Farrakhan was involved in some way in her husband's assassination. I would like to know in that film strip that I just saw, I didn't see the, um, the documentary, um, but I'd like to know what is it that uh, they claim Malcolm did. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones situation report. Now, you heard, you heard that clip... Uh, of uh, Louis Farrakhan pretty much saying that Malcolm got what he deserved. He deserved to be knocked off. He was not a good Muslim. He got a bit too big for his britches. He was way too uppity. But just to hammer the point home, take a listen to this. Tell me what you think. Malcolm didn't know what he was playing with. Farrakhan is still walking around, breathing, is anybody's guess. But you heard it. And you might say to yourself, well, Dr. Jones, what does this have to do with our current political climate? What does this have to do with our politics of today? Well, Louis Farrakhan made this statement. Just just a day ago. Take a listen and let me know if this sounds anything like what he said about Malcolm being too uppity and deserving pretty much to die. And then... Now, well, if you want to lead black people, you can't love money more than you love your people. 
You can't love the big house, the big car, more than you love the advancement of your people because the enemy prints money every day that has no value. So there is no real leadership if it's not rooted in moral character. You want to be leaders, right? You sure? You sure? You better check yourself. Because leadership is nothing to play with. Because people tomorrow, maybe in a few days, are going to kill their leaders. Who've been selling them out. That's why we're in the shape that we're in right now. Because we had corrupt people. Or people who started off good and got corrupted. All right, so who is he talking about? Who is the minister Louis Farrakhan talking about? He's not coming right out. He's not stupid enough to come out and say the president of the United States is going to be knocked off in just a few days. He's not quite that dumb. But who is he talking about? What do you think? Is the minister Louis Farrakhan putting out a warning, a threat to Barack Hussein Obama? Who's he threatening? Because if you listen to the clips, they sound eerily similar. Well, I'm just gonna have I just I'm just putting it out there. So You know, as the hollow Obama myth continues to unravel, and folks are asking relevant questions and are still dismissed as fringe kooks by the White House, MSNBC, Obamaites everywhere. Just forget for a minute the birth certificate, his gangster pals, unexplained disappearances, lots of communist, socialist, Marxist weirdos and kooks and ne'er-do-wells and misfits in his cabinet, in his inner circle. Just forget all about that. There's a refresher on yet another Obama background cover-up episode. The sort that makes it impossible to take his word on anything. Are you aware that the former editor of the Harvard Law Review in reality lost his license to practice law? Why? Because he lied on the application. that's not bad enough, lawyer Michelle Obama's last place of employment was a fake no-work position as legal counsel for the University of Chicago hospitals at an inflated salary, allegedly a paycheck for Barack's obtaining them a government grant. But that would also require a legal license, or so you think. Seems Michelle was taking in 300k a year while not even qualified to practice law either. Interestingly, the job no longer even exists. Why don't the Obamas touted the Obamas who are touted as brilliant law teachers, professors have their law licenses? Seems they were forced to forced to cough them up, and in Barack's case, to avoid charges of false statements, i.e. he had no prior alliances, among other things, aliases. For those not familiar with the intricacies of the Bar Association, a voluntary surrender of one's license is not something where you just 
forget to renew it. No. no, Hell no. A voluntary surrender is something you do when you have been accused of something and you voluntarily surrender your license five seconds before the state suspends you. Now, Michelle Obama also voluntarily surrendered her law license. I'm doing the fingers, the fingers thing where you put the fingers up and for quotations. Yeah, Michelle voluntarily surrendered her license as well. She did so in 1993. The search engine engine I looked at uh, uh, linked above, uh, which I have, I'll put in the chat room in a minute has blocked all info on disciplinary action. So we may never know the truth as to why. And by the way, you can find all of this in an article on the Reaganite Republican. Barack Obama was nothing like the legal scholar he's purported to have been, and I've told you about this many times. Obama was not a law professor at the University of Chicago, and he himself says it all the time. I'm going to put on my my law professor hat, and we're going to get right down to it and roll up our sleeves, and we're going to we're going to get things done for the American people because I was a law professor at the University of Chicago. Now, let's be clear: all politicians lie; they all do. But consider this just for a moment. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States, ran for president in the mid-1980s. I don't know the exact time that he ran, so I'm going with mid-1980s. He was forced to drop out of the race because it was revealed that he plagiarized his college thesis. So he had to drop out. Those were the days, folks, when you could lie about your veracity, get caught on a boat, as Gary Hart did, with a hot blonde on his lap, and underneath the boat, title was called Monkey Business. And the picture would come out and Gary Hart said, you know what? Yeah, I lied. I'm out. That was it for him. Joe Biden was found to have plagiarized his thesis. Done. He was done. Okay, Cougars put it up in the chat room. 1984 was the election when Biden ran, and it was the election that Mondale got the nomination. Wow. Cool Mike, who subbed for me while I was out on vacation, put it out there. That's why he's Cool Mike. There was a time when men took responsibility for their actions even in the early 80s. Gary Hart said, I'm done. Yeah. I said I was faithful to my wife. I said I was the Mac of all daddies, but I didn't say that I, you know... (laughs) He was caught with a hot-looking blonde on his lap on a yacht titled Monkey Business. He was done. Biden, done. Fast forward to these times when we have a president of the United States who, whose bona fides simply do not add up any way, shape, or form. No way do they add up. Come on, folks. A fake birth certificate out for all to see. Nobody knows whether the guy was born in Indonesia, Hawaii, Chicago, the, the damn moon. His his college records are sealed. Hell, somebody needs to even check to see if the guy is not a robot. Where'd he come from? 
oddly enough, these things were never checked out. Never. Not once. Usually the press will 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 look a candidate up and down to find every any any weakness. The press would do it just for fun, just out of sport. But not this time. It makes you wonder. And as I stated earlier, and on many of my blog talk shows, Barack Obama was never a legal scholar. Former students have recently come out as shocked at their former teacher's ignorance of the U.S. Constitution. But that just goes to show you that a senior lecturer is one thing. A fully ranked law professor is entirely another. And I've been telling you guys this. There's a difference between a lecturer and a law professor. Barack Obama has played himself up to be a law professor. That's like me saying that I was, I'm was i a colonel when I was just a corporal, which isn't the case, by the way. At one point, I was a corporal, but that was 1981, before I went to OCS. I mean, you get the point. A senior lecturer is not a fully ranked law professor. And Barack Obama was not a constitutional law professor at the University of Chicago, period. But it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The University of Chicago released a statement in March 2008 saying that Senator Obama served as a professor in the law school. In reality, that's a title Obama, who only taught courses three part-time, never held uh, – he taught there part-time, three classes a month. A spokesman for the school confirmed in 2008 that he did not hold the title of professor of law. But doesn't stop folks from saying that Obama was a law professor, that he's a genius that, oh, he's the smartest guy in the room. He knows more about policy than his policy uh, 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 flunkies. Now, according to the highest tenured facility member, faculty member at the law school, Obama applied for a, a position as an adjutant and wasn't even considered. But soon afterward, the law school got a phone call from the board of trustees telling them to find him an office, put him on the payroll, and give him a class to teach. They said he didn't have to be a member of the faculty, but they needed to give him a temporary position. He was never a professor and barely an adjunct. Now, ask yourself this question. If you believe in conspiracy theories, why was why did the board of trustees push so hard for, for him to have a title, for him to have a job? Were they prepping the guy? Now, the other real professors hated him because he was lazy, unqualified, never attended any of the faculty meetings, and it was clear that the position was nothing more than a political stepping stool. It was a stool, all right. Another, another Chicago law professor said that Obama had the lowest intellectual capacity in the building. Damn. But once again, folks, he's being, he's being pumped up to be this genius, this brilliant law professor. He's being pushed to the point where he is almost godlike. Michelle Obama recently stated that Obama has brought us out of the darkness and into the light. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Clearly the guy is an empty suit. And it and it becomes more and more clear 
But you see, I'm beginning to think that it's not so much about Obama as it is about the idea of Obama. And my father always told me, well, he told me numerous times, son, perception is reality. You are who and what people think you are. And you know, he was right. Perception is reality. And Obama has pretty much worn that out. Because he's perceived to be this intellectual genius, this law professor, constitutional law professor. He's, But it's all unraveling. The charade or charade is unraveling. The guy is completely, he, he, he's empty-headed and he's an empty suit. But do you think that's going to stop some black folks from voting for this clown? No. Because we've gotten to the point where it's not about the man. It's about the idea of the man. Remember when uh, Tom Joyner, radio personality Tom Joyner said that, let's not even think about the facts right now. Let's just go with our blackness. Let's vote for Obama because he's black. The lowest intellectual capacity in the building. The same professor expressed serious doubt as to whether Barack Hussein Obama was ever legitimately an editor at the Harvard Law Review. Because if he was, he would be the first and only editor of any Ivy League law review to never be published while in school. Publication is a standard prerequisite for the position. He has never been published. Let 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 me just say that one more time. The same professor expressed serious doubt as to whether Barack Obama was ever legitimately an editor on the Harvard Law Review. Because if he was, he would be the first and only editor of an Ivy League Law Review to never be published while in school. But he's a genius, right? He's the smartest guy in the room. His IQ is off the charts. Perhaps all this helps to explain the way that the former constitutional senior lecturer cited the U.S. Constitution during his most recent State of the Union address. Unfortunately, the quote he cited was from the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. Obama said, and I quote, We find unity in our incredible diversity, drawing on the promise enshrined in our Constitution, the notion that we are all created equal. Uh, By the way, Mr. President, those promises are not a notion the Founding Fathers said They're unalienable rights. Big difference. They are, oh my God. And the document you quoted, Mr. Obama, was actually the Declaration of Independence. But hey, he's a constitutional law professor, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. And they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I could quote that in my sleep. My damn dog, Nick, my Roddy, could quote this from the Constitution. I'd go downstairs 
in the in, in the garage where he's sleeping in his doghouse and ask him for that quote, he'll give it to me. But Barack Obama can't do that. This is the same guy who lectured the Supreme Court just moments later. Did this fraud ever even graduate from Harvard? Doesn't one wonder whether he even graduated from Harvard? I mean, I understand the quota system. Sometimes you need that, I guess. But you got to be kidding me. And still, he's not out of the race yet. Romney's leading him by five or six points. But with revelations like these, he should be done. Just take a fork in the guy. I mean, am I right? You got to be kidding me. Why is this guy even in the race right now? The call-in number is 347-884-8500. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I can't believe it. The guy doesn't have a clue. Get one, dude. You suck. I mean, seriously, can we just boil it down to that? The President of the United States is a fraud. I mean, a serious fraud. I mean, we're not talking padding your resume kind of fraud. We're not talking about that. We're talking about every single thing the guy says he did is a lie. If not just a, it's not just a a, a situation where, <laughs> you, you, you know, you pad the resume a little bit to make it, to make it look a little better. But why isn't anybody talking about this? Am I the only one? Are we going to have other blog talk radio hosts, other people in the mainstream media coming out and talking about this kind of thing? I mean, really? The guy is out there where the buses don't run, and yet he still has a job. He should he should be impeached at the very least. Now, let me go back now. Gary Hart dropped out of the race for the presidency after being spotted on a boat with a hot blonde on his lap. A married man full of responsibility. Even that moron Joe Biden dropped out after it was revealed he plagiarized his thesis. But Obama, all of this, all of these questions, now I understand he's a sitting president. You just can't throw him out. But shouldn't he like be dropping in the polls? Uh, at least? Well, well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to the next topic. Do you know how much is too much? Hit me again. Do you know when to say when? Uh, Pelosi's coming over. Uh, make it a double. Studies show that those who overindulge exhibit signs of arrogance. I don't count my drinks because I'm the president. Overconfidence. This is the day we stop the seas from rising. Or was it yesterday? The inability to think clearly on one's own. Where, where's my teleprompter? I, I gotta talk to those kindergarten kids. You think you're funny, but no one else does. So let's give the Dalai Lama a, a set of cufflinks and send him out the back door. Uh, uh, Mr. President, let, let's, let's don't do that. I... And a profound inability to listen to others. Lama's funny. You don't know funny. If a friend, relative, or leader of the free world exhibits any of these warning signs, don't let them drive, operate heavy machinery, or sign any important documents. Where, where, where's that health care bill? And consider moderating their alcohol intake it before it's too late. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I wonder how far this deal 
with Barack Obama is going to go. You know, Hillary hinted uh, during her run for the for for the White House with Obama as her uh, opponent that there would be an October surprise, and that Obama would be revealed to be a fraud. There was no October surprise, but there's been a January, February, March, and April surprise. And yet, Obama still hangs in there because, and here's my theory on this whole deal, it doesn't matter whether Barack Obama is found to be a fraud. It doesn't matter, it won't matter if it's found that he never even attended Harvard Law School. It won't matter that if it's found that he attended, that if his records were ever to come out, sometime between now and November, that he received all D's. Folks are going to make excuses for this guy. Just like the black guy you hire at a law firm because you need to have a black guy and you hire anyone you can get And he turns out to be a complete and utter moron. But you had to hire one because you needed to fill that quota. And you stuck with him. Now you got to prop him up. You got to say, hey, you know, our black guy is pretty good. You know, we got this black lawyer here and he's doing a great job. Because you hate to admit that you made a mistake. You don't want to admit that you hired an idiot just to fill a quota. And what we did here, what we as citizens of the United States of America did was we fulfilled our quota. Apparently, someone decided that it was time we put a black man in office, in the highest office in the land, and Barack Obama was the best we could do. It wasn't going to be Jesse It wasn't going to be Al. General Powell wasn't going to run. Condoleezza wasn't going to run. So we scraped the bottom of the barrel and we propped up a guy who has the brains of a fruit fly. My dog is smarter than Barack Obama. And we put him in, we put him in a nice suit. We gave him a teleprompter so he didn't have to actually think and come up with original thoughts. And we put him out there. And we said, you're our guy. Yeah, you're dumb. Yeah, we're going to have to pad that resume seriously. But hey, you know what? All you got to do is be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We'll take care of the rest. And we'll make you president. And that's exactly what happened. We just enacted the largest affirmative action quota fill in the history of the entire world. With this clown, Barack Hussein Obama. That's all it was, affirmative action. You got the dumbest guy in the room, and we put him in office. And that's the name of that tune. Not a lawyer. Not a law professor. Not a genius either. Just plain dumb. Let's move on to the next topic before we got to cut out of here. We got just under 10 minutes left. Call in numbers 347-884-8500. Remember in the fall of 2009 when thousands turned out in Michigan try to get free money, free Obama money? I was reading an article in The Blaze, <laughs> which was posted by Mike Opia, oh, 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 Opal, Oplica. There he is. 
Folks were responding to a local rumor. People are standing in line for hours turning out the uh, turning over valuable personal information right now and expecting to receive a government handout in New York City. That's right. Folks are standing in line somewhere in New York City today and all this week giving out all their personal information and expecting to get some free cash. Obama money. If this sounds familiar, it is. Back in the fall of 2009, thousands of people stood in line in Michigan expecting to be given some money. Some Obama money had never arrived. We talked about it, didn't we? A lot of us were on the air at that time. A lot of us were hosting shows, and we talked about it ad nauseum. Folks were going to get themselves some Obama money. If you don't recall, of course I have the clip right now, and Glenn Beck is going to put it out there for you. I mean, when you were growing up, would you ever, ever remember seeing your town people flocking to government offices over rumors of stimulus checks being handed out? Did you? Well, that's exactly what happened in Detroit. All the lines. Yeah, those lines. That's rumors of free money, Obama cash. It also happened in New York and Ohio. And listen to what people in line in Detroit were saying about the money. Do you know today how much money you're getting? No, I won't, but I'm waiting for a phone call. Where's the money coming from? I believe it's coming from the um, city of Detroit or the state. Where did they get it from? Some funds that were given by Obama. And where did Obama get the funds? Obama might have gotten the funds from, um, I have no idea. Tell you the truth, he's president. Why are you here? To get some money. What kind of money? Obama money. Where's it coming from? Obama. And where did Obama get it? I don't know. His fans. I don't know. I don't know where he got it from. But he's giving it to us. So help us. We love, we love him. That's why we voted for him. I'm a danger to the republic. Nothing better than free government money that we don't know where it came from. And we cheer every time they do it. We cheer for cash for clunkers. We cheer for the Aspire Act. That's $500 savings accounts for all babies born in the U.S. We cheer for the $250 check Obama writes for Social Security recipients. Like little mice, we cheer at the crumb that we get off the table. It's no longer ask what you can uh, do for your country. It's what's Obama going to give me? I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The caller number is 347-884-8500. Fast forward two, two and a half years. This time, people in New York City are lining up because they heard that people were getting a debit card loaded with as much as $1,000 of stimulus money. (laughs) If it weren't so embarrassing, it would be really embarrassing. Based on the latest information, there is no money to be given away. And yet people continue to line up and turn over their sensitive personal information. (laughs) What's embarrassing about this is that a lot of these folks are black. And they are just showing out. And veteran black journalist Lou Palmer from Chicago, Illinois who wrote for the Chicago Tribune and the Sun-Times said, when I was a kid, his tagline was, when something stupid like this happened, his tagline was, it's enough to turn a Negro black. Well, I tell you what, this is enough to turn a Negro white. I am embarrassed. Because apparently, the powers that be, these folks who are giving out these interviews can't find anything but ignorant black folks to get (laughs) sound bites from. It is hardly, 
Well, E&M Multiservices is a tax preparation service that operates out of the back of a dollar store in the Fordham section of the Bronx. The company is reportedly collecting copies of Social Security cards, state ID cards, and in exchange, people are giving a debit card from First California Bank. There's one small problem with this program. The cards are not loaded with the grand, not from Obama or anyone. Although at least one person on the scene believed that the card would contain funds from President Obama. Can you say idiot or moron? I mean, you you got to be kidding me. The world has gone to hell in a big old handbasket. Well... That's it for tonight, folks. I'm going to go out now and get myself some Obama money. (laughs) And call it a night. I need some of that Obama money. (laughs) I wonder who has a show tonight. Does G-Ski have a show tonight? I can't. It's like every other night, or uh, uh, I know that twenty. I know that uh, GGT is going to be on. Well, I don't know. Let's call it a night, folks. Thank you for listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. <laughs> I love you guys. God bless you. Try not to get worried. Try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright? Yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us. Everything's all right, yes, everything's all right, yes. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you, and anoint you for your hot forehead. Then you feel everything's all right, yes, everything's fine. And it's cool and the ointment sweet. Water in your head and feet. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and relax. Think of nothing tonight. Hey, hey, woman, you find ointment brand new and expensive. Should have been saved for the poor. Why has it been wasted? We could have raised maybe 300 silver pieces or more. People were hungry. People who are starving, they matter more than your feet and hands. Try not to get worried, not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's all right? Yes, everything's all right, yes. Surely you're not saying we have the resources to save the poor from their lot. There will be poor always, pathetically struggling. Look at the good things you've got. Think while you still have me move, while you still see me. You'll be lost and you'll be sorry when I'm gone. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and relax.